Welcome to Your Badass Brain, the podcast that uses coaching, psychology, and simple neuroscience to arm you with the knowledge and tools to get from where you are now to where you really want to be. And here's your host, professional certified coach, April Oswald, to help you get the most from your badass brain. Hello there out in podcast listener land. I'm so glad you're joining me for today's episode. Because I imagine that this is a topic you've likely had some experience with at some point, or maybe are even experiencing right now. And that topic is relationship drama. And I don't mean external drama, like what you might see in an episode of The Bachelor or Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm not talking about the big blow-ups or heated arguments or serious passive aggression uh, towards another person. I mean, sometimes that's a part of our relationship drama, but what I'm mainly referring to is the internal emotional drama that we experience. The anger, the irritation, the frustration, the loathing that builds up. All of those painful emotions that take away from the connection, the authenticity and the love that we really want from our relationships. And we all want those things. As human beings, we're made to want them. We are a social species, and we crave connection with other people. In fact, healthy relationships with romantic partners, friends, family, neighbors, colleagues, these are all vital components of our well-being. And they can be some of the most amazing and fulfilling experiences that we'll ever have. And unfortunately, they can also be the source of a lot of suffering when they aren't going the way we want them to go, when the other person is not showing up in the ways we want them to, when they're not doing or saying or believing or wanting the things that we think they should. We get angry, we get frustrated, we get resentful, and we blame that other person for how we feel. And we think that if only they would change, if only they would be different, then the relationship could be better. But I want you to know that the power to feel however you want to about somebody else is always available to you. You can transform any relationship you have without another person having to change at all. This knowledge might be one of the most impactful things that I could ever offer you. And making the effort in this area, like doing the coaching work on this, can lead to some profound changes in your life. I have seen it many times. And I've done a lot of coaching on this myself with my coach. So I know firsthand how empowering and freeing it is and how much relief you get when you stop waiting for other people to change so that you can be happy. And I want you all to have an opportunity to dive a bit deeper into this work if what I'm sharing resonates with you. And so I am super excited to offer a free coaching session to any of you listening who have never worked with me before and who might be curious to see how the concepts and tools that I teach can be applied to your specific struggles, either in your relationships or any area of your life where you'd really like to create change. And you can sign up for a day and time on my website, yourbadassbrain.com, but don't wait too long because there are limited spaces available. And I promise there's no catch here, no pressure to do anything other than take advantage of this free session that I'm offering. 
But for now, as we continue with the podcast episode, I invite you to think about a relationship that you want to feel better about. You want to feel good in the relationship, but you just don't because that other person is so hard to love or even just like. And not just referring to a romantic relationship. Really, it could be anybody, any relationship that causes you some painful emotion. Because regardless of the type of relationship and regardless of the exact issues, painful relationships can be so draining. And sometimes you even think of ending things, walking away, cutting that person off because you're sick of dealing with the misery. But deep down, this isn't really what you want. You don't want to end your marriage or leave your job. You don't want to disconnect from your family or your friends. And so you tolerate the situation, just hoping that maybe someday things will improve. And while you know that intellectually a relationship is never one-sided, you've already done everything that you can do. And deep down, you believe that nothing will ever get better unless they change. And this is a recipe for suffering. It is a powerless position to be in. When we believe that other people are responsible for how we feel, we are giving them our emotional power. And unfortunately, this is a very common dynamic in many different kinds of relationships, which isn't really surprising because it's what we're taught. Our brains are programmed from young to believe that people can cause each other's emotions. Think about things we say to kids. We might say, oh, well, don't do that. You'll hurt his feelings. Or, you know, don't say that. That will make mommy sad. Or we might ask them, like, well, who made you so mad? All of these things imply that somebody else might be responsible or is responsible for how you feel. And this just isn't true because the only thing that produces your emotions is your brain. And it does that based on the thoughts that you think. And thoughts are not facts. They're just these optional sentences produced by your brain. And then you're always either operating in base brain mode and accepting what comes from that default programming, or you're engaging your badass brain to decide on purpose what you want to think to decide strategically what thoughts will help you feel the way you want to feel. In a relationship, it can be so easy to lose sight of the fact that you are in charge of your own emotions. It's so easy to fall into the trap of blaming somebody else for how we feel. You get furious with your boss because of how he micromanages you and never appreciates your work. Or you get so frustrated because your teenagers barely come out of their rooms and they hardly even speak to you when they do. Or maybe it's your mother-in-law. Maybe you're just like totally fed up with her and irritated because she's always butting into your business. Or you're struggling over your feelings about your spouse because they just aren't the same person that you married. And you may even be ashamed of how you're feeling. It's not how you're supposed to feel. And it's certainly not how you want to feel, but you just can't see how to feel differently if they don't change. And do you know what we do when we get into this type of relationship? We try to control the other person. We try to change them so that we can feel better. And when they don't comply, when they aren't willing or able to change, we become more frustrated and angry. 
we add an additional layer of negativity on top of whatever negativity already exists in the relationship. And we often don't even like the person that we become in the relationship. We get to the point where we're not showing up as the partner, the daughter-in-law, the parent, the friend, or the employee that we want to be. And it's not that we're doing anything bad or anything wrong. In fact, it makes total sense because we're human. And as humans, we're always striving to be happy. And when we believe that somebody else is blocking that, that somebody else holds the key to our happiness, then it's only logical that we want to control them or change them. The problem is that trying to change or control another person in order to fix a relationship or in order to fix our emotions doesn't work. And it's exhausting because no matter how much you might want to, or no matter how much you might really think you can, you cannot control other people. People get to do whatever they want to do. They get to say and think and believe whatever they want. Honestly, like I'm not making this up. Humans have free will. And you have free will too. You're free to make their actions and their choices mean whatever you want them to. Like what we think about other people is always a choice. And it's always those thoughts and only those thoughts that determine how we feel. And isn't that amazing? Because our thoughts are something that we have control over when we get in badass brain mode and stop letting our base brain run the show. And our base brains are running the show and they're unconsciously creating our experience unless we are supervising them and managing them and deciding if and when we want to believe those automatic thoughts they offer us. Because other people will trigger our base brains to produce certain thoughts, but that doesn't mean those thoughts are true or that we have to accept it. We certainly can. We can always choose to believe those default base brain thoughts. But when you're feeling irritated or frustrated or angry, especially towards another person, and you really want to be feeling something different, It is hugely helpful to take a look at your thoughts and decide on purpose whether you want to keep thinking them or not. Because what's usually going on in these situations is that your base brain has encountered what I call a prediction error. And what I mean by that is that your brain is constantly, all day, making predictions about the external world. It needs to stay one step ahead of the game to ensure that you're always prepared to deal with whatever potential danger may come your way. And so it's always predicting what is going to happen. And these predictions more or less become the rules that we have for how other people should behave. In other words, it's like we're carrying around these manuals for how people should show up in the world so that we can be safe. And when somebody adheres to our manual, then no problem, right? We feel safe and we can love or respect or appreciate that person without a whole lot of effort. It feels natural and easy. But when someone doesn't follow our manual, our brain kind of freaks out because then it assumes that either, one, something has gone seriously wrong and this could be a real threat to our survival, or two, our manual is wrong meaning that our base brain doesn't really know how other people ought to behave. And our base brain never wants to be wrong because, again, they think it could be a matter of life or death. Either way, it's sensing a potential threat 
And so it responds by releasing chemicals to prepare our bodies to deal with this potential danger. It's the so-called fight-or-flight response that I'm sure you're familiar with. And when these chemicals are released, they cause physiological arousal, physical sensations in our bodies which can feel uncomfortable, and then which we label with some, you know, as some sort of emotion. And this process happens so fast that we don't even realize the part that our brain is playing in it. And we simply blame the other person for whatever emotions we feel and then start wanting to change them so that we can feel better. But you never have to wait for anybody else to change to feel better. And you can single-handedly change the relationships in your life. And your ability to do this, your ability to change any relationship you have is directly correlated with the amount of responsibility that you take for your own emotions. To stop blaming and giving credit for how you feel to other people. To truly recognize that nothing about another person can make you feel anything, but that you get to feel whatever you want by choosing the thoughts that you think, the thoughts about the other person, the thoughts about yourself in relation to the other person, and the thoughts that you're assuming they have about you. That is what will create your experience of every relationship. So if you're irritated with someone and you don't want to be, work on your thoughts until you're no longer believing thoughts that cause irritation. If you're angry or resentful and you don't want to be, work on your thoughts until you no longer believe thoughts that cause anger and resentment. And if you want to love somebody else, take responsibility for the thoughts that you are having about them and choose thoughts that create love. It is amazing when you realize that you actually have the power and ability to do this when you engage your badass brain. Now listen, I know how difficult the concept can be to really grasp or to fully implement in your life, especially if you've spent a long time seeing another person as the problem in a relationship. But once you do, it is a game changer. I've seen so many people transform how they experience different relationships, and I've done it too. By focusing on my brain and working on my thoughts and beliefs, I've become happier and more relaxed in my marriage. I have a more positive and peaceful relationship with my kids. I no longer have this desire to change how my mom lives her life, and I see my father and my relationship with him in a totally new light. And guess what? None of it has required them to be any different than how they are. Sure, they may have changed a bit throughout this process because it's very common that when one person in a relationship starts showing up differently, the other person kind of feeds off of that new energy. But the goal in doing this work is never about wanting them to become different. The goal is always to realize that we get to determine how we experience our relationships. And I'm going to share a personal example, something I experienced in my marriage with my husband, Mike. And in case you're thinking, uh-oh, poor Mike, she's going to air all their personal stuff on this public podcast. Yeah, what I'll share is a bit personal, but don't worry. I've checked in with him, and he is totally fine with it. But for many years in our marriage, I had this thought that Mike isn't a very good father. 
And my brain had accumulated a lot of evidence for this by finding all of the areas where Mike didn't match up with the manual that I had for him. In my manual for Mike, the section about how he should be as a father said that he should be interested in the kid's school life and know their teachers, that he should attend most of their activities, that he should want to know who their friends are, that he should have meaningful talks with them more often and get less irritated with them, and that he should work less and golf less and spend more time together as a family. And he wasn't just supposed to do these things because I nagged him about it. He was supposed to want to do them. But guess what? He didn't. Mike did not want to follow my manual. He wanted to do what he thought would make him happy and what would allow him to avoid emotional discomfort. I wanted him to forgo his comfort and happiness so that I could have mine. But this was never going to work because he's not responsible for my happiness. I am. He was doing the things he was doing because of his model, because he was thinking thoughts that were creating his emotions, and his emotions were driving his actions. And those actions were not causing my disappointment and resentment. It was my thoughts. It was the thought that he was doing it wrong, the thought that he wasn't a very good father that made me feel that way. And my emotions drove me to act in certain ways when I felt disappointment and resentment. Because I was thinking the thought that he's not a very good father, my actions were to criticize him, to nag him, to become sort of passive-aggressive, and to try to guilt him into doing what I wanted. And my brain continued to look for evidence and continued to collect evidence to prove itself right, to prove the belief that Mike wasn't a very good father. And so I focused my energy on him to try to change my experience. And I failed to remember that Mike, too, has a human brain. And his brain is programmed based on his life experiences. And he, too, is just striving to be happy. At the end of the day, we are all just doing our best to be happy. And as his wife, I want that for him. I want him to be happy. And I want that for me, too. I don't want to feel disappointment and resentment towards my husband. I don't want to criticize him and judge him and try to change or control him. I want to be kind. I want to feel love and appreciate him for the father that he is. I just didn't know how to make that switch because I thought that he had to change in order for it to happen. I was wrong. All I had to do was change my thoughts to decide what I needed to think in order to feel love and appreciation. And I decided that I wanted to think that Mike is the exact father that our kids need. Now, of course, I wasn't just able to snap my fingers and believe the new thought, but I could see how if I were to believe it, then I would feel love and appreciation. And so I committed to doing the work necessary to get there, the work on my brain, not on Mike. And things have really changed. I can allow Mike to be exactly who he wants to be, and I can see and appreciate so many ways where he really is the exact father that our kids need. My base brain was wrong, and I just needed to see that it was wrong by choosing to drop my manual 
and to show it that there really wasn't any danger. In fact, it's the opposite. I feel so much better. The relationship is so much better. I've reprogrammed my brain to see that Mike being exactly who he is is not a threat. My base brain can feel secure. But I didn't do the work for Mike. I did it for me. Because when I change my beliefs about somebody, I'm the one that benefits. I'm the one that gets to feel love and appreciation. And those emotions feel amazing. And they feel a hell of a lot better than resentment and disappointment. And I'm not sharing this example to imply that I'm doing anything better than anybody else or that my way is the right way. There is no right way. We all just get to choose. You get to choose the thoughts that serve you and the life experience that you want to be living. So think about your difficult relationships. Are you willing to drop your manual for that other person and just allow them to be whoever it is they want to be? I know this idea can be scary. I know that your brain wants to tell you about all of the things that could go wrong if you do that. It wants to tell you about all of the terrible emotions that you might have to experience if you just allow this person to be who they are. And if that fear and that resistance is really holding you back, that's okay. You can start slow. You can start by just playing around with your thoughts in relation to something less heavy than a difficult relationship, to really see how they are what is causing your emotions. And because of that, you can choose what emotions you want to feel. And you can work on the beliefs that you are capable of handling any emotion that might come up. Practice allowing those scary emotions until they lose some of their power over you. Because when you truly realize that there is no emotion that you can't handle and that you are the only one with the power to create them in the first place, then you won't need to control or change anybody else to feel the way you want to. Then you can just let other people be, let them do what they do, and you can show up in every relationship as the person that you want to be. And that is when you start to create change. So thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to visit my website, yourbadassbrain.com. And please, if you have a minute and you've enjoyed the podcast, can you give it a rating and review on Apple Podcasts? It's pretty easy and quick. And if you didn't enjoy it, well, then why in the heck are you still listening? And until next time, keep using your badass brain. Bye for now.